Welcome back to our daily Bible study. We're talking about the courage that we need to have and the choice to make that courageous stand or courageous step or whatever it needs to be. And we're talking about it, it takes courage to, to do what God wants us to do. And courage involves possessing what God gives us. God gave to the people of Israel and to Joshua all the land of Canaan. The only problem was it was all inhabited. You see, it's one thing to say there, that's your land, you can have it. But it's another thing to say that's your land, but people are living in evil, wicked people. We're living throughout that land, and God said, I'm going to give you that land, and I'm going to give you victory over every one of those people, but you got to go out, and you got to fight. And that's courage. And what they did immediately after they crossed the Jordan River, the first place they encountered was Jericho, and it was a fortified city. And it had walls around it of unbelievable strength. And they had no organized army, and the people of Jericho had, had weapons and organized army. How in the world could they take a fortified city like Jericho? But Joshua and the people remembered what God had said, I will be with you. It's yours. I've already given it to you. Everything that you will step upon and believe me for because it is already yours. Claim it. Claim it. Now, some people today have what we call a name it, claim it kind of thing, and they, they name what I would call unbelievable things and claim them. Well, certainly God can do unbelievable things. Don't misunderstand me. But they claim healing for every sickness. They claim <clears throat> victory in every situation. But sometimes God doesn't heal. He can. He will. And we need to ask him to. But he doesn't always. And sometimes he doesn't give us what we ask. But he will give us what he tells us he gives us. If he promises us something, he will do that. So what we need to know is what has he given us. And I ought to be possessing what God has given me. In Second Peter 1, 3, he says, God has given to us everything that is needed for life and godliness, everything that we need to live God's way, everything that we need to be like God, he's given us. He has given us the life of himself, eternal life. He's given us abundant life. He's given us victorious life. He's given us conquering power. For he says, you're more than conquerors through him that loved us. And you can walk in triumph and strength. He tells us that he's not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and power and of a sound mind. So we need to know what God's given us. See, that's the problem with most of us as believers. We don't really know what God's given us. We don't really know the Bible well enough to know what he's given us. And many times we're asking for something that's already ours. We're asking God to give us something he's already given us. We just need to claim it. We just need to step out and experience it. So courage steps out to possess what God has given. The people of Israel stepped out to begin to possess the land that God had given them. And that's what, that's what God would call us to do and ask us to do if we're going to please him and if we're going to be obedient to him and if we're going to fulfill the purpose which he has for us. Also, courage involves obeying what, what God commands. God was very specific to Joshua. Verse 7, he said, only be strong and very courageous. And then he said, now, because you need to be very careful to do according to all that the, that the, that the law of Moses says, that he commanded you, do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so that you may have success wherever you go. I want you to realize that if you want to be successful, and being successful in biblical terms means to act wisely. That's what the Hebrew word means. Successful means to act wisely. And many people who are rich are not successful because they don't act wisely. Many people who are in high positions 
are not successful because they don't act wisely. In God's view, the person who is successful is the person who acts wisely. And how do we act wisely? We obey God. We do what God says. He went on to say, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. Then you will, <clears throat> then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. He starts by saying, be strong and courageous. That's what it takes to obey his word. He closes by saying, be strong and courageous. If there's any one thing that we desperately need to learn, it is to obey God. To fail to obey God brings disaster. You see, disobedience always brings disaster and destruction into our lives. But obedience always brings blessing. He said, Jesus said, believe my word and do what I have told you. Several things he says here. He says, first of all, that the law shall not depart from their mouth. Now, the only way it can't depart from their mouth if it is in their heart, if it is memorized, if it's in our brain, if we've learned it. Therefore, it's important for us to know Scripture by heart, to memorize it, to learn it, and don't let it depart from us. He said meditate on it day and night. To meditate is the idea of a cow chewing the, cur the cud. If you've ever seen a child, they eat a bunch of grass, then they lie down and settle down and they chew for what seems like a long time. And it chews and chews and chews and gets every bit of morsel out of that. And when we read the word and study the word, we need to, we need to be quiet and ask God to speak that word to us, to tell us what that means. Ask God to reveal the truth that's there. And like the cow gets so much more good out of the food they're eating because they continue to chew on it. So we, as we chew on God's word, we get so much more truth than we ever realized was there. Have you realized how much courage it really takes to do that, to meditate, to take the time to just sort of sit by our, with our Bible and go over that verse and think about that verse and meditate on that verse and pray over that verse and let God speak the truth of it to our hearts? And if we do that, it's amazing what he's going to reveal to us. In his little book on the parables, George Buttrick tells of visiting an ancient abbey on the coast of France named Our Lady of the Risk, unable to figure out why medieval Catholics would name a religious residence hall, something like that. He asked the people, and they said, the Lady of the Risk was given to the abbey to commemorate the fact that Mary, the mother of our Lord Jesus, in reality took the ultimate risk for a young woman of her age. She was willing to accept the idea brought by the angel that she would conceive and give birth to the Messiah, the Savior, without help from a husband. How, now we forget today how truly ultimate that risk was. That young woman in, in the first century Jewish society looked down on a teenage, on a girl who would have a child without a husband, and it took more than a risk of being ostracized. She also risked being stoned to death because she could have been accused of being adulterous. But she was the mother of God's son, and she said, Behold, I'm the man handmaiden of the Lord, so it be unto me according to your word. I'm willing to, to risk everything. I'm willing to risk everything to obey what you have told me, and this you have told me, I'm sure. What are you willing to risk? Most of us want a religion that's comfortable, that meets all of our needs, makes us happy, satisfied every whim that we have, but we don't risk anything. Let me tell you about a man whose name was Dr. Boris Cornfield. He was a Jew who lived in Russia during the early days of communism. Although he was brilliant, able, and informed, he made a mistake. During the great purge of Stalin, 
he chanced one day to make some casual remark, a, a political remark about Stalin. And before he knew it, that remark had been conveyed to the authorities. He was arrested, transported to a concentration camp in Siberia, and there a remarkable thing happened in his life. Over the months there, he found he was rich in one commodity, time and reflection. And so he began to think and he began to examine life itself. And finally, he came through the help of a friend to put his faith and trust in Jesus Christ. At first, it was absolutely out of the question for Boris Cornfield, a Jew, to turn to Christ. The reason was for 200 years, the Russian Orthodox Church has persecuted the Jewish people. And he could not turn his back on his Jewish heritage and the atrocities of the church against his people. Finally, Christ broke through, <clears throat> and he saw Christ instead of the church, and he saw Jesus rather than people. And that's when he came to know Christ, and that's when he gave his life to Christ. And <clears throat> so I think it's important for us to realize that we have to take risks. Take risks today. Have the courage to risk. Have a great day.